Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. This is the Draw Play Podcast, and we are officially in football season. Kinda, sorta. Preseason is here, we've had some football action, and we are excited to talk about it. Who is we? Why, it's my co-host, who is with me as always. It's Sam Pokemon Go Fuck Yourself, Grezis. Yeah, it's raining, so I can't I can't walk my buddy Pokemon, and it makes uh, me very, very sad about it, unfortunately. Your, your buddy? Wait, do you, I haven't been playing Pokemon Go at all. Do you have buddy Pokemon yeah, now? Yeah, you, you can walk them around to train them and stuff, like in real life. So instead of a dog, you have like an Eevee? Yeah. And, and if you, you just got... turn your phone on and burn battery and walk it? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does... That's exactly what it is, actually. Does does your dog, does your Eevee get like buff and fit if you mm. walk it? What happens when you walk it? Does it, you... it? Does it level up? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you, you get stuff to, to make it level up. Um, and then if you walk, if you walk it enough... It likes you a lot. There are some Pokemon like you a lot, and then they they like go on your shoulder or something. It's fun. Some kind what if of, what if really. what goes on your shoulder is like a Gyarados? That one doesn't. So that one doesn't go on your shoulder. That one doesn't. Do you go ride on. the Gyarados? Because I, I feel like that would be practical. I think there's one that you do ride, but I can't remember which it is. I can't remember. You probably have to ride like Weedle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that's that that seems unsafe sam were you a weedle guy or a caterpie guy i was a caterpie guy i was a caterpie hell guy. yeah you were caterpie all the way man yep yep get weedle sucked screw weedle yep you gotta get that butterfree you gotta get that uh that sleep powder oh, like and then uh what it what was like the yeah like sleep powder solar beam combo on that that's mm-hmm. good you could just wreck everything basically mm-hmm. i remember always getting butterfree and then I would just have Butterfree go first and then put whatever Pokemon it was into a terrible status position and then yeah. swap Butterfree out for a Pokemon that would actually do damage. You could you could probably like get through most of the game with just a Butterfree that had Sleep Powder, Confuse Ray, uh, Poison Powder, and like one actual attack, probably. Probably Tackle held over from when it was just yeah. a Caterpie. Still a Caterpie. Uh, Which trying to picture a butterfly tackling you is kind of hilarious. Yep, yep. Aw, he's trying. He's trying. Aww, it's, it's such a good. It's job. like landing on me. It's it's so fuzzy and mm-hmm. cute. Oh, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes. Uh, football happened. Football. We're back in football season. Football is finally back. We mm-hmm. we had the first week of preseason is officially. In the books, we had all kinds of games, all kinds of stuff for you to watch, and it. this is probably the first time I've been okay with preseason. I didn't really watch much of it. Yep. I watched highlights and stuff like that, but I, But this is probably the first time I haven't been like, Fuh. preseason, Fuh. Mm-hmm. Like, who watches this? I only go for the premium shit. But this is the first time I've really felt the draw of, oh my god, finally anything but what we had before. Yeah, yep, yep. And this was like, it, it's weird to, to me at least because this was one of the better, I guess we didn't get the Summer Olympics this year. But it was a World Cup year, so there was, 
like a cool like worldwide sporting event that everyone was watching that kind of took our attention away from the fact that football hasn't been happening. Um, baseball's been a shit show, like, and it's not been fun because the Yankees are good again. Uh, I mean, there was. I'm trying to think of like what other sports stuff there has been, but like, I really want. I really need my football back. Gotta have my. Gotta have my football. Can I just say I actually went to a soccer game last week. Whoa! How was it? Who'd you see? Did you see the um, the Timbers, or was it like I did? I went to see the Portland Timbers versus the Vancouver Whitecaps. Okay, Vancouver Whitecaps, I believe, are trash this year. Unless I'm unless well, I'm they like, beat us. So <laughs> I was gonna say, aren't the Timbers like supposed to be real good? Oh man, I don't know. I don't. I don't follow if they're good or not. I I haven't mm. stopped caring. It was interesting to go in person because soccer is definitely more interesting in person than it is on television. If if, if you guys have, but a it chance. still sucks. <laughs> it's a lot like going if if you if you like go to a baseball game. It's kind of a lot like that where if you don't care that much about soccer, you can go get. Like very, especially if you're seeing an MLS game, are you kidding me? You get super cheap tickets. Beers are cheap. You can always hang out with the supporters club who, even if you have no idea, like don't really care. They're usually all very friendly uh, and they'll like buy you beers or whatever um, and like let you eat food at the tailgate. And then you just go and day drink for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours and then come back home. It's it's always a really good time. I I'm I'm sad that the Chicago Fire uh, Stadium is so far away. It is like super. It is not. It's not in Chicago. It is in. Like, I wait. The Chicago MLS team is named the Chicago Fire. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yep. I I like that. It's, it's like, good, hey, right? what's a horrible tragic event in our city's history? Oh. Mm-hmm. The time Chicago was burned down. Let's call our team the fire. I mean, a lot of sports teams, you got to remember, a lot of sports teams do that. You just don't think about it. Any sports team named, like, the Hurricanes. Uh, you've got the, um, oh, God, is it? There's the San Jose Earthquake, and I can't remember what sport it is. Uh it might be rugby. I can't remember. Um, but there's you know. I, those. I like. I'm. I'm not saying this is bad. This is awesome. Oh no, it's Teams very that good. Do that are so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh my goodness, this. Like, all right, St. Louis Rams. Yeah, yeah, not uh, as good. It's an animal. The Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, was there a Bengal tiger that at one point? Got, like honestly, when you like think about Cincinnati, the only the... real zoo tragedy you think about is Harambe. So why are they named over the Bengals? Yeah, the Cincinnati, yeah, the Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Silverbacks. Oh yeah, there Come you go. On. That works. That works. That's an that's an awesome name. Hmm. What other? I guess. Hmm. The Carolina Hurricanes, which I feel like should be like the Florida Hurricanes. Hmm. That's true. That's true. But I mean, you're still in the you're still in the zone in in the Carolinas. You're still in that like danger zone. Oh, I mean, if we do want to talk about teams named after like a disaster that is in their area, um, the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. 
Texans are just horrible. Yep. It, it's it's a horrible piece, and it's it's ongoing. Mm-hmm. It it's a tragedy. <laughs> oh. Did you watch any of the games this week? I didn't. I didn't. I was too like I didn't want to really think about it until okay. So the things I want out of the preseason. Oh well, well okay. So this was the actual reason I wasn't ready to come back to football this week, and it was everyone slobbing all over Brian Urlacher's knob. Really? This yep. must have been a Chicago thing, because I don't know what you're talking about. Brian, I mean, Brian Urlacher, he got the Hall of Fame um, induction. Oh, and, like, he right. Made, I didn't watch any of the Hall of Fame stuff. He I made this should. speech that was exceedingly mediocre that everyone thought was the like really really good uh which is actually if you think about it a really really good um speech for brian urlacher to make because it was every every single thing you need to know about him as a player he was mediocre everyone always thought he was better than he was he was an a well more than above average he was a very good player but when he got inducted, you couldn't, like, talk about Chicago football without hearing someone out of nowhere talk about how Brian Urlacher reinvented his position. He didn't do that. No, Ray Lewis did. Ray Lewis did. Yeah, Ray Lewis did. And Ray Lewis was like, you know my feelings on Ray Lewis. One, did a murder one time. Two, like... He inflated his statistics by, like, jumping onto the pile after the play was over. Those are, like, the two things I will always remember about Ray Lewis. Brian Urlacher was just... I mean, okay, okay. So, yeah, big, big, white, dumb, vaguely fast, could pull down a couple of interceptions, and really good at taking credit for what other people did. He he does belong in the Meathead Hall of Fame. Yeah, Football absolutely. Meathead Hall of Fame, like Brian Urlacher, first ballot. But I kind of agree with you that I, I don't think back about Brian Urlacher. Mm-hmm. Like, when I think about great players from, like, the past generations and stuff, like, when the, Brian Urlacher got elected, I was like, oh, Oh, right. Brian Urlacher was a thing. Because mm-hmm. honestly, like, he was good when he played and his peak was great. But mm-hmm. it, I don't feel like it lasted that long. Nope. It and didn't. then he was just sort of there coasting on legacy, almost Clay Matthews style. Yeah. And I, I'm really worried now that Clay Matthews is going to be, like, considered a Hall of Famer when he had, like, he will be. The I mean, one I can, maybe I can... year and a half where he was, but not the rest of it. Hmm. I mean, I can spoil this for you. Clay Matthews is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, Ugh. I know, I know. Ugh. And I, this is, I'm saying this so that you can make peace with it now so that you have, you know, three, four, however many years to make peace with it before people start calling him a future Hall of Famer. <sighs> oh, that's Brian Urlacher. I, well, maybe, maybe you missed out on some quality preseason action. I watched some of it, so I have some trip reports give mm-hmm. you yes please uh we should start with probably i i guess it's simultaneously funny and very sad and that is paxton lynch yep oh yep. oh my goodness yep what he wow he looks extremely bad hey who could have foreseen it, this who could have foreseen this 
who uh, whoever whoever could have thought that maybe the Broncos made the wrong decision about which of those guys. To- I mean, when you have basically two seventh round picks that it- nobody knows about outplaying you a yeah. mid first round pick. Yeah. Yours a problem. Yeah. Cause Trevor Simeon easily beat out Paxton Lynch. And then now Chad Kelly is easily beating out Paxton Lynch. Yep. And it's embarrassing. It is. It is because did he, we've seen him take a couple snaps, right? Maybe not in the season. He might've played a couple preseason games or something. No, he, Paxton played, he started one game okay. last year. That's what I thought. And, and he didn't it was, look abysmal, I think right? It was bad, and then I think he got hurt, so he, mm. he didn't stay in. Or okay. maybe he wasn't, they, they gave him a start. Trevor was going through his injuries. Yeah, that's right. And they, they I can't remember, because I feel like the Broncos had like three quarterbacks last year. They, like Trevor started out, and he was playing well for And Mark Sanchez. Weeks. It was Trevor Simeon, Paxton Sanchez. Lynch, and Mark Sanchez. That's yeah. who it was. At one point, Paxton Lynch got a start, or at least saw the field for a decent percentage of a game, mm-hmm. and was trash. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But I, this seems this seems more than that. Like I remember him being bad, but not like I don't know abysmal. And every single thing I'm hearing out of like Broncos Twitter is just doom. Well, they started gloom. a GoFundMe to cut him. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. And this is it's a preseason game. One, I'm like, calm down, it's a preseason game, but two, I'm also like, damn. Like how does that how does that make you feel as a player when you hear that players are raising money to cut you? Yeah. What is that wait, what does the GoFundMe even do? Like if you're trying to get someone cut, what what are you raising money for? Mm-hmm. What what does raising what good does raising money do? You're gonna send what, it to the. Head are you coach. going to give it to the team mm-hmm. as a bribe mm-hmm. to cut like what like wouldn't you sign like a petition on like change.org or whatever mm-hmm. the site is or you get a whole bunch of signatures like what, why are you willingly giving money? What happens if you achieve the goal? I probably should have actually looked at the GoFundMe page. I just yeah. heard about it, and I was just like, "That's hilarious." Also, that's kind of sad. This Poor seems Paxton like more of a change.org thing than a yeah. GoFundMe. Oh, maybe the guy who who funded it was just like, "Oh man, I really need surgery, but I don't think anyone's gonna fund that." Mm-hmm. What if I say cut Paxton Lynch? So it's a guy backdoor funding his own surgery because our Yo. healthcare system is is garbage that's that's super smart that is super smart i want to i want to uh cut back real quick though um because i thought that this was the case uh so trevor simeon no longer on the broncos trevor simeon was in that game against paxton lynch quarterback oh really yep Yep. Oh, I forgot where Trevor Simeon went because I'm not from Northwestern. And yeah, yeah. Care. No, nobody, nobody other than me cares. I'm aware of that. He's going to be a backup for the Vikings, but he put up what his his line in that game was. He went 11 for 17, uh, 165 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception, which is you know slightly better than mediocre. That's a, fa- that's a very Trevor Simeon stat line. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. It's like fine. You know. Maybe you don't want it to be all the time, right? But also, it's just like, 
I I can't I can't imagine how it must feel to have been a Broncos fan and see like, <laughs> well, really kind of back the wrong horse on that one. Oh no. Oh so, boy. And so who is currently for- who is currently on the Broncos like depth chart? Do they still have Sanchez? I don't know. And I I, uh, I who did they pick up to cover him? It was. So they've got Chad Kelly, Case Keenum, and Paxton Lynch. Case Keenum, that's who it was. I know they stole a guy who had a good year from someone else. I forgot who it was. Yeah. It was just, oh, just like, oh, mid-range white dude, Case Keenum. Mm -hmm. Like, Case Keenum had a great year last year, but he does not have a particularly memorable face or name. Nope. Let's be real. Nope. He is generic white guy quarterback number two hundred and fifty-seven thousand sixty-five for good measure. And Point now two. they're they're saying that that uh, Elway is saying that he might have to bring in a fourth quarterback to get a veteran quarterback behind Case Keenum, probably to just like keep Paxton Lynch in line. I assume. It seems is like a pretty Josh bad McCown situation. available because that seems oh like a Josh McCown God. style that, job. To that me. seems exactly like a Josh McCown job. But isn't he starting for the Jets or something? I don't know, man. Isn't I don't know. The Jets have Teddy somewhere? Bridgewater. The Jets also have Sam Darnold. So I feel like one of them is gonna get it. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I didn't pay attention to the Jets at all. Apparently, Teddy Bridgewater threw a touchdown. So oh yeah, yeah. Good for him. I, let's let's stay on bad quarterbacks. Let's please. If if there's a quarterback that maybe John Elway should pick up to help back up Case Keenum, or at least help boost Paxton Lynch's confidence, it's Christian Hackenberg. Oh my God! Who yep. is actually on a team right now? He's on the Philadelphia Eagles. He, I assume, is a camp body meant Mm -hmm. to sacrifice himself and will not make the 53-man roster because, seriously, it's Christian Hackenberg. Yep. I was following... I saw a tweet by one of the Eagles writers, and he said Christian Hackenberg's first pass as an Eagle was an interception. But (sighs) his second pass was also an interception. Who could have foreseen this? Christian Hackenberg is so bad that in practice he threw two straight interceptions against presumably, like, fourth stringers. Yeah, right, right, against, like, the scout team's defense. He didn't even, like, throw it into the dirt or, like, out of bounds or or even just a mild dump-off completion. He threw two straight picks for his two first passes. I can't believe that Like, if there's a guy that you could pick up to really boost Paxton Lynch's self-confidence to make fans think, oh, wait, we've, like, there's someone else to hate. Like, pick up Christian Hackenberg. Mm-hmm. He's he's instant ego boost for bad quarterbacks ahead of him. That's, I think that this is, you've hit on something now that it is very valuable or would be very valuable for NFL teams, which is, like, keep someone around. Or maybe they've been doing this maybe like that's why brandon whedon stuck around for so long why people kept like signing mark sanchez is to use these horrific quarterbacks who are very bad as kind of like a carrot and stick thing 
So, like, when you are, like, the new franchise quarterback and they bring in a Mark Sanchez uh, and you're struggling, you can be like, oh, at least I'm not Mark Sanchez, right? At least I didn't. Mm-hmm. At least I didn't do the butt fumble. But like, if you don't turn it around, or if you're really doing bad, and you know the the carrot isn't working, you gotta give them the stick. Uh, they start the terrible quarterback, and that is a motivating tool for you because it's like, oh, this means I'm worse than Mark Sanchez. This works. This means that I am, I am worse than the butt fumble man, and. Uh, and you know, I, I I feel like that's a that's a very valid way of uh, of motivating. I'm sure it would be a very very uh, good way to uh, motivate me if I were a quarterback. Yes, that's an interesting like little maybe a side gig. Maybe there's a rung of players who mm-hmm. know that they're never going to be good, mm-hmm. so they get those jobs and they they walk into front offices and they're like, look, I know I suck. But you got someone over there who's got some problems, who needs help. Maybe their their ego's a little bit fragile. They need some help. Take me on for a few weeks. Give me several thousand dollars, and I will make them feel better about themselves. It it's like a almost like a jobber in WWE. Yep. 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 Who, whose ex- his sole existence is to make someone else on the rise look good. Yep, yep. Who's really good at like throwing themselves around the ring and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even like the backup quarterback situation where no. you're you're Josh McCown, where you're the guy who's like, I'm okay with just being a mentor and being a person who's there when he needs to be because most of the time I'm not getting hit. No, this is right. this is a completely different situation this is further down this is like look i have no chance of actually staying in this league if mm-hmm. i try because i'm just not good enough so all i have to do is be good enough to make other players think they're good enough now now we have as we as we are want to do on this show we have kind of stumbled sidelong into a good idea of like why why aren't there like and this actually not to not to get it too real but why aren't there more mental health professionals like that are like on call for for NFL teams for things like this for like Cuz that would be weak and football is man sport. Well yeah, but I don't know. Have you seen the reaction to all the stuff with um oh my god, oh my god, uh jo- Browns Browns wide receiver Josh Gordon Gordon yeah yeah I feel like the response to him at least his team has all been like we're we're behind him he's doing um he's doing good good things for his mental health uh and we respect his privacy but he's being like the thing is he's like away from the team and that kind of sucks for everyone involved so like I I've never thought about this before but what like you got team doctors for like the body. They really This is getting this has gotten to from like a good idea to me being perturbed and well, consi- slightly considering angry. that um we had two players basically reveal recently that they struggled with depression. Yeah. And they're both 
Hall of Famers or or will be Hall or of Famers. Be. And Brian Dawkins, Brian Dawkins revealed he, he struggled with depression. And Steve Smith mm-hmm. also revealed he had troubles with depression. Which I like Brian Dawkins. Like okay, like I I. I guess I was not expecting Steve Smith to go, oh, no, like, I'm really sad yeah. when I punch my teammate's jaw apart. Right. It's it's just like, and you, you see all that, that stuff with, like, the Players' Tribune and stuff, and I, most people are like, this is good. Okay, like, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Yes. I actually wrote the Players' Tribune down on my notepad. Uh-huh. Because there was something I was thinking about like two weeks ago, and I didn't get a chance to bring it up then, and I want to bring it up now. Okay. And it's that the Players Tribune kind of annoys me. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's, There's a lot of good stuff from it. I want to couch this in that, like, but it, it's it's an it's a place where I think the idea is great. It's such a great concept, but. Because none of the players actually are writers or really know how to write or like write something down or anything like that, mm-hmm. outside a few exceptions, every single article on the Players' Tribune, no matter who it is written by, mm-hmm. reads exactly the same yep. in the exact same voice because yep. it's probably having someone there essentially translate the player's words into an article and it's just that guy's writing style over and over and over. And every time I go to the player's tribute once in a while, I'll click on something and I'll be like, okay. And then I'll click on another article and it just reads the same way. I'm like, uh, my eyes just glaze over halfway through because it's, everything is written the exact same way. And most of it is, it's just PR. Yeah, it's it's not really insightful or anything. It's just like, here's here's like a I it was the Earl Todd like the thing that made me think about this was the Earl Thomas Players Tribune article where he basically said, here's what's going on like with the Seahawks. Like I would like a good contract to extension or I would like to be traded. And I'm just reading the article. I'm like, this is PR. This is his camp coming up with something to try and not look like a bad guy to stuff like that. I don't know if any of these words are truly his. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've kind of given up on the Players' Tribune. It's uh, The way I read the Players' Tribune is I see another news outlet writing about a, you know, like an important Players' Tribune article where a player's like, I want to tell this story about myself Um, and like it's usually honestly like issues about mental health or issues that like being an athlete like leads to, you know, and like that is my thing. Like I read maybe one – I spend all my time on the internet, a lot of it reading sports shit and like I read maybe one Players' Tribune article a month, less – uh, because, you know, I'm not like, I don't, I don't need to be fed like PR from the players and the league at the same, it's just like a different kind of PR and it does like, yeah, it all it's reads PR, the same. It's PR, it like, you read it and you're like, this is supposed to be like personal because mm-hmm. that's the way yeah, it's advertised. Yeah, it's just straight from the source, but you read it and it's like, this is not personal. This is curated as hell. 
to read a certain way and also it reads the same way as that last article written by a basketball player that's that's weird i i wish it were just like medium but for athletes you know where it's just like anyone can do it anyone just no ghostwriters it's just like hey this is my i want to see marshawn lynch write an article with no editors just let marshawn rent lynch write an article i want to see what he writes like mm-hmm. or at least just like put a camera in front of him and tell him to tell a story and just just let that be his words because that's his words yeah more so than what we're seeing on the Players' Tribune. So I'm sorry we, I sent this off as a tangent, but I don't know. I was just reading that Earl Thomas article, and I was just like, oh, I am being sold a bunch of crap, and I don't care. What were we even talking about before I did that? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, the depression, <laughs> and, depression and, how, and how it's kind of unconscionable that uh, a, uh, a profession that has been knowingly linked to CTE, one of, one of the... Uh, like one of the symptoms of of which is severe depression uh at least i don't think has like at the the very least they don't publicize it uh they don't hire team like psychiatrists or you know psychologists or like any kind of therapists nfl i'm literally gonna google it now to see if i'm not i'm like talking out my ass but uh team psychologist let's see how do you get that there's got to be at least one or two teams that have a psychologist there are sports so there are sports psychologists yeah they all they they like outsource it there's so sports psychology mindfulness training this is all very this is all very like oh we do this to in order to win and be better and like take care of our players so that they can perform it's not yeah this is this is even worse like they're sports psychologists but like it's a kind of thing where they're on retainer it doesn't seem like they're the resource that players can go to if something's gone wrong i'm just picturing like sigmund freud with a football player all dressed up on the couch and he's just like so tell me about how much you want to fuck your mother and touchdowns there you go. The two the two things of psychology of sports psychology is is fucking fucking your mother and also touchdowns. Very 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 good. Hey um, hey Dave. Hey Sam. So we're about halfway through the podcast, and uh, I totally forgot to tell you this before we started recording. So I dropped something in in Skype for you, but I've got big news, especially after we did that uh, massive sponsor stravaganza. Oh, what was it? What is this news? I should check. Oh, oh, right. I forgot. We sold out. We did. We have real life sponsors now. So, so, so we sold out. Um, intentional sounding now is, is brought to you by all those companies that, um, you know, may, that maybe shouldn't listen to that one episode we did that one time <laughs> very recently. Uh, That's when we were underground. Yeah. Like, hold on. That's going to be our old tweet that gets dug up in 10 years yep. and used against us. Yep. 
Absolutely, absolutely. But hey, uh, we we are on a podcast network now. We are we are part of the Scavengers Network family, um, and that means we have sponsors like Blue Apron. Hey, Dave, do you like to eat oh. food sometimes? I do occasionally like to indulge in food. Well, what if I told you that there was a company that like would be like, hey, you know what's a good food? Chinese chicken meatballs and like this good rice. That sounds like delicious food. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. And they'll send it to your door. All the ingredients are pre-portioned. Okay. I like this bit is bad because everyone knows what Blue Apron is. Uh, My thing with Blue Apron is it is very, very flexible. uh, And that's something that not a lot of meal planning um, uh, services do. If you sign up to Blue Apron, you can uh, get as many or as few meals as you want. You can uh, portion them out for a dinner for two or a meal for four. Uh, You can order from two to, I believe, like six recipes a week so if you're on a budget it works i know i am i can't afford to do blue apron every week skipping it is completely reasonable um so it's super super flexible you can pick your own recipes from this whole grid right now they're doing this thing with bob's burgers i uh had their i believe it was the quantum of salsa burger a couple weeks ago was so damn good uh and now they're doing the gouda wife burger which i'm very excited to to get in a week. Uh, if you guys want to get in on that, I think you still have time. Uh, but if you go to bit.ly slash snaperin30, that is SN for Scavengers Network, apron30, you'll get $30 off your first order. Blue Apron, a better way to cook, because now we have to say slogans. Our next sponsor is Warby Parker. Hey, Dave, do you have eyeballs? No. Dang. But I wish I did. Then you can't, then this isn't for you. But for folks who do have eyeballs, whether you have two, three, or even eight, Warby Parker is for you. They were founded with a rebellious spirit. So, you know, if you have eight eyeballs, that that's, you are rebelling against the normal number of two. So Warby Parker is for you. Uh, They have a lofty objective. They want to offer designer eyewear at a revolutionary price while leading the way for socially conscious businesses. Uh, The eyewear industry is kind of a monopoly, uh, which means that prices are artificially very, very high. Profits are super, super high. As a person who wears glasses, I do want to say that this, like the monopoly is total bullshit. It's it's So anything that helps there is absolutely helpful. And if you wear glasses or contacts or anything, seriously, look into this. It's mm-hmm. it's better than paying like $10,000 for a, a mild prescription update. Yeah. Uh, so Warby Parker has prescription uh, eyeglasses that start at just 95 bucks. They This is something that I think is really cool. They have a free home try-on program with fast and free shipping both ways. So if you don't like it, you, you're like not on the hook for anything. You can just send them back, get another one or not. You know, it's whatever. They're, they realize that this is an investment and, you know, they want to get it right. But uh, the, the thing that I think kind of blows my mind is for every single pair that's sold, another pair is distributed to someone in need. So if you go to bit.ly forward slash C-S-E-E-S-C-A-V, uh, again, that's bit.ly slash cscav. You can find more details. 
and like look good while you are looking good that's that was a slogan that i just made up for them uh see i'm i'm I'm, we're still getting our feet wet we have literally just sold out uh sponsors we'll be better at this next week dave we won't be better at this next week no we're gonna be garbage trash be garbage trash we're still It'll probably take them a little while to figure it out, though. So let's get paid. Let's get paid before yeah, they, before let, they figure let, it out. Let, let's let's make that that sick mad money. Hell yeah! Hey, so <laughs> did you hear Tony Sperano died? Oh God, how was about? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you do that segue? Oh no! <laughs> I did. I did hear that Tony Sperano died. It is very sad. I I don't I guess I didn't actually read up on do do we know how he died? But yeah, um I do want to just Tony Sperano, God bless you for the Wildcat Dolphin season. Uh yeah, Tony Sperano, he, if, he died If if you did anything to contribute to football, it was that season of glorious Wildcat nonsense where all of a sudden Weird formations came back and beat the snot out of the Patriots and confused everybody. And for one season, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. That was you, and I appreciate it. And then everyone else watered it down. So, so mm-hmm. Tony, Tony, wherever you're at, thank you for that one season of nonsense and for and that. So that's the thing is that's going to be for. Guys like you and me, that's going to be his legacy. And he doesn't get, since he committed to it so hard, he's not going to get the, um, yeah, the like, the watered down, like, oh, you know, the boring wildcat shit, right? Uh, no, it's like, like, that's the thing. When we think back, like, he's going to be remembered as a head coach solely because he made one season's worth of a mark. Mm-hmm. with this wildcat like who think like there's been a lot of mediocre middle of the road head coaches and everything like that that you just don't remember the name of five years later mm-hmm. like when was the last time you thought of cam cameron oh my god when was the last time you thought of mike tice jesus probably when i was playing you- fucking like madden 04 or something Wow. But when you hear the name Tony Sperano, you know what you think? Mm-hmm. You think Ronnie Brown scoring like five touchdowns against the Patriots. Yep. Because in a bizarre formation where he was throwing the ball after a direct snap. Mm-hmm. And also his sunglasses. He always wore cool ass sunglasses. Uh, rest in peace, you beautiful, so, beautiful diamond. Rest in peace, Tony. Um, best wishes to your family. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for that one glorious season of goofy football. Um, there's, I, there's no way to segue into this, but it's something that we have to talk about. So I want to bring it up now. I'm gonna give you a headline, and I just need. I'm gonna give you a couple seconds to process it. Uh, this literally just like just came in. This this story broke yesterday. This is breaking news. Rob Gronkowski. Not when you're hearing this, but as of right now. Rob Gronkowski says younger players now approach him for financial advice. Well, I do want to say he may be smarter than he appears. Because I can tell you one thing he is absolutely saving money on, 
and that is shirts. Yep. <laughs> you, we all have a, a clothes budget. He doesn't need one. No. Because he doesn't wear any. No, it's literally his his clothing budget is like slashed pretty much in half. Because if you think of like he, shirts, the only shirts, shirts he jackets. wears were provided to him by the New England Patriots. Yep, his jerseys. He doesn't pay for shirts because he doesn't wear shirts because he doesn't have to. It's very true. That's very true. Uh, and then yeah, then all you got to worry about is like pants, socks, and shoes. That's it. I never thought about that. Even even that, like he's probably just wearing shorts, which are yeah. half of pants. Yep. Like that's 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 cost cutting right there. It's half the material. He's, you're you're dealing with half of the legs. He is saving literally seventy five percent of the normal amount. He was spending seventy five percent less than the normal human spends on clothing. That's I never thought of that. I, I'm wondering if there are any other good Rob Gronkowski uh, financial hacks. As, and this is good that you're bringing this up because when I saw that headline, I was worried that this was the end of Party Boy Gronk and the beginning of CPA Gronk. And what you are what you are suggesting is no, it's still both. So this is I'm, 100% good Gronk. Um, he, I, I bet he also puts 69 dollars in savings or maybe 69 yeah yeah six thousand nine hundred dollars in savings into the bank nice. every week nice hell yes hell yes yo yo if okay, i ever so, get rich so that's what i'll talk do. like well i'll cut off the jokes for a second here i did read early on in rob gronkowski's career that apparently he hasn't spent a dime of the money that he has earned from the Patriots. He has only spent endorsement, endorsement money. money. He That's is living off his endorsement too. money, yeah. which definitely proves he's smarter than he looks. Yeah. Yep. Not not that hard, but you know, still. I um I wanna so so there's this little anecdote that I think is is perfect, but it's also like I, I don't know if this is good advice. From Rob Gronkowski via WEEI Sports Radio Network. Uh, I had this one guy this year. He came up to me. He was like, hey, Rob, you've got a Hummer. I see it. I want to get a Hummer. But my agent is telling me that I shouldn't get a Hummer. It costs too much. It's like $22,000. Gronk said, uh, I'm sorry. He's like, what do you think? You've got a Hummer. How much gas does it take? And I was like, dude, if you want a Hummer, you played one year, you can get a Hummer. It's $22,000. It's not like you're paying for luxury. You can pay for the gas and everything. And I was like, what are you doing right now? What's your car? And he was like, oh, I got a rental. I'm like, how much are you paying for the rental a week? He was like $400. I was like, dog, hurry up and buy that damn Hummer. Holy shit. My friend had a chain. I was like, dang, man, that's a nice chain. I never had jewelry in my life, Gronkowski said. He let me wear it last year at a party. It made me feel good. So in the back of my head, I said, if I hit all my incentives, if I do everything I need to do, get all my bonuses, put all the work in, I've got to finally treat myself. I need I need Rob Gronkowski to host a, like a CNN money show or something. I don't know. I just I need that in my life very badly. Shirtless cash with Rob Gronkowski. Yes. Yes. God, fucking yes, please, please. I, 
I saw that he was – I don't know if you've seen this before, but Rob Gronkowski is now doing advertisements for uh, Tide Pods. And oh, – Oh, God. No, I have not seen this. Yeah, it's – I mean, I'll, I'll spoil it for you and no, he does not eat the Tide Pod. But that was what like – so it starts with Rob Gronkowski in a, uh, you know, a, a locker room of a nameless NFL team – that, and then he steals, like, Tide Pods from someone else's locker. Like, he gets the Tide Pods from a locker that is not his own. That's not a – like, it's not a bit. It's just, like, that's where the Tide Pods are that Rob Gronkowski is supposed to get for this advertisement. Then they, like, punch in really close on this Tide Pod that Rob Gronkowski is holding to the camera as if he is going to eat it. And then he does, like, this whole thing where it's, like, the, he's kind of the OxyClean man, but – Hi, Rob Gonkowski here with Tide Pods. Don't eat them. Do, yeah, there you go. Don't eat them. Put them on your clothes. I, every single time I see Rob Gronkowski in an ad for Tide Pods, I'm, I I will think that the that the ad will end with him eating the Tide Pods. So far, I have been disappointed. Well, it, maybe he likes Tide Pods because the way they're shaped the two little sections of it, like the blue section and the white section, kind of look like a 69. They do. They absolutely do. Like, if you look at a Tide Pod, you, you, it kind of looks like a 69. Yep. Yep. That's that's why he endorsed it. He, he won't admit it because he, he can't, but that's why he endorsed it. Good old, good old Rob Gronkowski. So, let's move on with that. Uh, yes. Have you followed any of this kelvin benjamin cam drama yeah yeah i mean i like both of these players a lot but it kind of it seems to me very hard i mean i come down on kelvin benjamin's side here um really i do i think it's i think it's hard to uh to not look at what he was saying and see at least a bit of truth in it you know i mean obviously he was like super super um over the top and 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 frustrated but i i think that the issue was less cam newton being inaccurate right and more that kelvin benjamin didn't really get that much of a chance to shine on that carolina panthers team because he didn't really fit with the scheme that much, right? So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Judging from his size, he didn't really fit most places. Ho no, ho! No. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he's fat now. Yeah, he's fat, Sammy Watkins. Yet. Oh no, you don't want you don't want to be the fat Sammy Watkins. But yes, yeah, so I guess he doesn't look like Sammy Watkins anymore because Sammy Watkins cut his hair. Oh, that's true. Because he's he's a lizard person. Well, I thought you were I thought you were speaking of the fact that neither of them like you always want both of them to be a lot better than they are, and either they kind of start sucking midseason or they get horrifically injured. That yeah. was that was the comparison I thought you were trying to make. Either either way, I I mean, you know, I I fucking love Cam Newton to the ends of the earth, and I think he's a great quarterback. But I I don't. Like, I, I kind of, I've been looking for the nugget of truth here, and, like, I, I think that, 
I think that there's a case to be made for Kelvin Benjamin, like for for being stuck on that team, on that Panthers team, uh, kind of taking a little bit of the shine off of Kelvin Benjamin's kind of career. I mean, didn't their 15-1 season happen when he got hurt, like, week one? Did it? They, oh, they yeah, it did. It I, think, did. I think that's what happened. Like, that was the year he tore his ACL. Yeah. And they went 15-1 and one and looked incredible. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, now that Kelvin's coming back, the Panthers will only be better. But that's not how the Panthers work, so they sucked. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah, and that was when and that was when Cam Newton found Greg Olson, and Greg Olson became their number one receiver. Yep, Kelvin Benjamin. So that was, I guess, that's kind of like my my thought is that like Kelvin Benjamin, like was a good receiver, had a great rookie year, and and then like went down with an injury, and while he was gone, Greg Olson and Cam Newton like became buddy buddy and. Greg Olson like got quicker, became more of a legit deep threat, and just Kelvin Benjamin wasn't getting the looks. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Kelvin Benjamin. What else happened this week that's really funny? Uh, There's one story that I think we do need to at least briefly touch on. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a fan of the Steelers, maybe you didn't catch this little news story because oh, God, surprisingly so this good. did not get nearly the attention I, I feel like it deserves. I cannot believe that 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 this should have is... been international news yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Some guy put on a Troy Polamalu jersey, managed to successfully sneak into Steelers practice and practiced with the team for a little while before he was caught. A random-ass dude put on a jersey and practiced. Not just a jersey, a Troy Polamalu jersey. He managed to fake his way into practice, pretending to be a player who's a legend and has a very iconic look. And somehow nobody noticed for a while that he was not Troy Polamalu, who is retired and has a lot of hair. How did this happen? How did this happen? This this is this is stupider than that one episode. It's, I shouldn't say stupider because it's wonderful, right? It is it is a very good thing. This is this is akin to that episode of It's Fucking Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where D puts on a mustache and and is a very good kicker, right? Like I can't. How this long? is a sitcom. This is a sitcom yeah. plot. Oh, yeah. guys, I'm gonna try and sneak into the into, into the practice and like get a player's like this is something you'd see out of like the league or yeah. something. Yep. This is this is a straight up sitcom plot. A guy put on a Troy Palomalu jersey, disguised himself a little bit, and managed to sneak into practice and practiced with the Steelers. Like that is straight a that is a B plus sitcom episode. Mhm. Mhm. Oh my god. I I'm I'm I want to look up how long um uh like how long it took them to to ferret him out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Troy Polamalu imposter sneaks into Steelers practice. Says he wants to cover Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh my god. Uh 
A fan in uniform and wearing the forty, the number forty-three of former safety Troy Polamalu snuck into practice and challenged Antonio Brown. The fan said he could cover Brown, but the wide receiver opted not to humor the fan, and Steelers staff took care of him. There is a oh, I I am very disappointed in Antonio Brown right now. I that was a golden opportunity to just dunk on somebody, well, and he didn't take it if you look at the if you look at the video he seems like ready to actually give it a shot but like the the staff is all like just like you know you gotta get out of here he's like smiling and joking and stuff and yeah i think it was more although to be fair to antonio brown he has everything to lose if the fan manages to. that's can you imagine can you fucking imagine also in pittsburgh can you imagine like Pittsburgh fans hearing about that. I feel like they're waiting on any fucking excuse to, to like trash Antonio Brown. Yeah. I, I don't I, know. Antonio Brown, if Antonio Brown wasn't as good as he was, he would not be tolerated in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the, what, like the, the, the celebrations, like the fact that he, yeah, he's, he's like called a diva all the time. Uh, he he would be probably as widely hated as Beckham if he wasn't quite just like a little bit less overblown, didn't get in a fight, and wasn't in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I yeah. Well, like, he also, I don't know. Like he he also hasn't he is, held out. Like he hasn't held out. Right. That's yeah. That's the other thing is you you have the more obvious scapegoat in Le'Veon Bell. So like. So that's, you know, working in his favor as well. I mean, I guess he held out in universe somewhere. Antonio Brown held out and Le'Veon Bell didn't. Mm-hmm. And all the Steelers fans hate Antonio Brown. They they need to get in touch with this guy and, and, and put him on the practice squad. I need, I need, I need it. I need to see. Honestly, if you're going to make an audition, that's a hell of a way to make an audition. Uh-huh. Just go in there and say you can cover Antonio Brown. I already got into your facilities. Give the guy a practice squad shot, you know? Yeah, why not? See if he could do literally anything. If he's bold enough to think he can cover Antonio Brown, then he can probably cover practice squad receivers. I mean, unless he is a complete fraud. But I like to believe he's not. I like to believe he's actually good. But we'll never know because they kicked him out, which is a shame. I'm looking... um... I'm looking now at oh okay no this is um this is invincible I'm I'm looking at the it like there's a list of oh, like that fan Mark imposters taking the field yeah 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 I'm I'm looking and I'm trying to be like where oh oh yeah I remember this um so so this past year a middle aged uh, fan who was in New Orleans Pelicans practice gear at like halftime or during warmups rather. Uh, snuck onto the court and took a shot during warm-ups. I remember that. That was pretty cool. Um, then there was uh, a car salesman named Brian Johnson uh, who impersonated uh, Ben Roethlisberger and then Brian St. Pierre in 2005. I, rem- I remember the Ben Roethlisberger impersonator. I remember that story. Mm-hmm. It's more that he's. It seems like he's crazy. Like this is that this is not like a bit that this is like he is he believes himself to be these these folks. 
So. Hmm. Oh, that's that's a lot less funny. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have read further. Oh well. Oh, you didn't keep the magic. Ignorance is bliss. It's true. Um. I want to. I want to end with one last thing. Uh. There are reports. First of all, everyone in Chicago is really excited about Mitch Trubisky, who is going to be very, very bad. He, Mitch Trubisky is going to throw like 30 interceptions this season, if not more. Um, a reporter brought up to uh, brought to uh, the OC of the Bears, Matt Nagy, how uh, Trubisky continues to throw the ball downfield deep instead of checking down when nobody's open. Uh Matt Nagy's response was, yeah, that's never going to stop. Not in this offense. Could we be seeing the return of the, of a sex cannon? Could we be seeing Rex Grossman version 2.0 in Mitch Trubisky? Uh, I can't make Mitch Trubisky into a sexually satisfying pun. Yeah. Did Mitch Trubisky? Spubisky? No. Bitch Trubisky? No. No. I'm trying to think. What's we gotta find out the like the, the Rex Cannon, sexy Rexy, it's so good. What is like We'll have to I guess we have to wait until he starts a game and like actually if he actually starts slinging. You know? Mitch Trabonski. Mitch Tr- I think we can do better. If you yeah. guys can, this might be something that we need that we need a little bit of help on. So, Twitterverse, we need a we need a sex cannon esque nickname for Mitch Trubisky before this season starts, so we can say that we called Mitch it. Trubisky goes deep, and we know from his Twitter that he loves kissing titties. Yep. So, oh hmm. my God, this is more this is more and more becoming actually fucking kiss perfect. kiss titbitsky. Uh, eh. We need your help, listeners. Yeah. We're outsourcing this. Do you have a better nickname for Mitch Trubisky when he's really hot and goes deep all the time? Yep. Please. What is your nickname for him? Please tell us. And Sam, tell us how we can follow you. Yes, uh, you can follow me on my Twitter at Sam Grzezeses, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S. And then on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. You can also uh, check out Myth Takes. I'm on that. That's another Scavengers Network uh, podcast. It's a Dungeons and Dragons one, so I'm advertising it on this sports show. But there are a lot of great Scavengers Network podcasts that you should listen to as well. Uh, Dave? I am Play Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Play Dave, on Facebook at the Play Comic, on Instagram, Patreon, and of course on thedrawplay.com. Thank you for listening. Give us all your best Mitch Trubisky sex puns. Please, and we really we need appreciate them. it. And read them off next week. We need this. We need this a lot. More football this week. We're getting to the good stuff. Have a good time. We'll see you next.